I feel like it's always a journey. Like I feel like there are still times now when I'm trying to unravel from, you know, those expectations from myself, from society, from, you know, perceived expectations of what I think others want from me and expect from me. What does it mean to you to live your best and bravest life? Does it mean being strong and forthright? Do you think of bravery as a woman or a man in uniform wearing stars or medals? Or does it mean being vulnerable, honest and courageous in all that you do? It is my mission in life to help you feel brave and empowered to live as your authentic self. So join me in these inspirational conversations filled with tips and tricks to help you live your best and bravest life. I'm Tiffany Johnson and this is the When We Are Brave podcast. Welcome to the When We Are Brave podcast. I am so happy that you are here with me today. Thank you everybody who has been leaving reviews for the podcast. I cannot begin to tell you just how much this means to me. Thank you from the absolute bottom of my heart. So I want to do a huge big shout out to a couple of the people who have been leaving reviews lately. Now, there is a person, I do not know who you are, and I do hope that you are listening. If you are listening, please contact me because I'd love to know who you are. M-R-U-L-S-S. I do not know who you are. You're my mystery person. This person has given the When We Are Brave podcast five stars. Love this podcast for inspiration and energy. Tiffany has a beautiful personality, which she brings to each interview. Her guests are interesting and always engaging. Well, I think that is so incredibly delightful that you think that. Thank you so much. I do try to be inspiring in my life in ways that will help other people. You know, my mission in life really is to help people feel brilliantly brave, no matter what that looks like for them. So to know that this podcast is making a difference is amazing. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Another review which came in this week, which was from, I love this, your number one stalker. I don't know who you are, number one stalker, but thank you for stalking the When We Are Brave podcast. I adore this podcast. Tiffany is a breath of fresh air who delivers the most uplifting and inspiring episode. Thanks, Tiff. There should be more of you in this world. Well, number one stalker. Thank you for supporting the When We Are Brave podcast. Thank you to everyone who has left reviews. So if you are enjoying this podcast, if you are finding it of value, please let me know. Leave a review. I'm so excited to get those reviews this week. It really, truly does mean so much to me. So thank you. Thank you again. The When We Are Brave oils are in production and I'm so excited. So don't forget about these beautiful products that I'm creating just for you. They are so divine. So there's the Courage Oil, which I mentioned last week. There's the Self-Love Oil and there is the Uplifting Oil. Now, something I forgot to mention last week was that it's actually my beautiful mother, who is an aromatherapist, has been helping helping me to create these beautiful and precious essential oil blends that 
We've put so much time and effort into. Labels have been designed, they're being printed as we speak, and soon, very soon, they will be launched. So they'll be available on the 12th of October, and you can go to the new website when we are brave to purchase them. So cool. So this week on the When We Are Brave podcast, I have got on the most delightful local woman. And she doesn't live too far from me, which is super exciting down here in Melbourne in beautiful Australia. Steph Demetrius is just a delightful lady. She's so gorgeous. She's effervescent. She's exciting and thrilling to talk to. She's an intuitive, just like me. She is a healer. She works helping people to connect to their own intuition. She helps people feel empowered. She helps people read energy and support their own selves energetically. Now, this is super important because I'm a big believer in the self-care side of things. And when our cup is empty, we can't give or serve to anyone else. So that's super important in our lives that we all take care of ourselves. And in that, if that means for you that you need energy back in your cup, Steph can help you out. I can also help you out with that too, which is why I loved this conversation so much. We're both Reiki healers. We're both energy healers, and this conversation was exciting for me to connect with a fellow intuitive. We can all follow our intuition, and in this episode, we talk about some of the tools we can all use to help us be brave and listen to our intuition. Welcome to the When We Are Brave podcast, Steph. I'm so excited that you're here today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited too. I'm really looking forward to our conversation and to see what comes up. Yes, yes, absolutely. So for those of you who don't know, the gorgeous Stephanie, with such similar names, Stephanie and Tiffany, I've always loved that name, Stephanie. Tell us about your incredible life journey and all the different aspects of your own bravery. So who you are, what you do, and how you came to be where you are now. Hmm, okay, that's a big question. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so I'm a mum of three. I've got three kids. They are seven, five, and 21 months. Um, and I've got my beautiful husband as well. And for, for work and my passions, I am just obsessed with intuition, and I have been my whole life. A lot of my life I was quite scared of it because I did not understand it and really resisted it and pushed it away. Um, but that's kind of the, the part for me where I got brave is when I, the, 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 uh, the universe was so, so loud and the knocks got so, so loud and the voice got so, so loud that I could not ignore it anymore. I just couldn't ignore it. It got louder than the fear, so to speak. Um, yeah. So I suppose my, my intuitive awakening happened in 2012 and I'll always remember this moment. I can even remember what, what way I was standing in the kitchen. I was standing in our kitchen and I was going over something in my head. I'd had a conversation with a friend the week before and she'd said something that had really triggered me and I was going over it and over it and over it. And the more I went over it, the more stressed and, and anxious and, and horrible I felt inside. I was just in this vicious cycle. And then all of a sudden 
this little voice in my head said, it's okay, mum. And every single particle of stress and anxiety was completely wiped from my body. And I went from being like extremely anxious and stressed to like, uh, like completely calm, like polar opposite, literally within a split second. And I, I stopped and I was like, what, what just happened? Like for me, I really needed that palpable physical experience to go, all right, I'm listening, I'm listening. <laughs> and I did a pregnancy test straight away. I was like, oh, my baby's here because my husband and I were ready to have babies. And it showed that I wasn't pregnant. But I just, I knew that my hormones hadn't caught up with my with him yet. I knew he was here. And then I did a test about three days later and it showed that I was pregnant. And I knew, like I knew from that moment without a shadow of a doubt that I was pregnant because that, that voice inside my head of him talking to me and that physical experience of like having a vacuum above my head and it just, this just everything got sucked out. And that was the moment I went, all right, I'm listening. And I think up until that moment in 2012, I'd, I'd had intuitive knowings and I'd had experiences where I knew something in a moment and then it happened. So I had that confirmation, but I was too scared of it. I didn't know, like, how did I know that? And how did I know that was going to happen? And it happened. It used to really freak me out. Mm. And yeah, so I think, I think for me, it really took that big experience of, you know, my son coming along and saying, Hey, we're going to do this together. I'm going to be here to nudge you along the way. And, and just to have that really, really palpable experience to yeah just kind of let me know there's something else going on here and it's time you paid attention to it and I was just about to finish I was about halfway through my kinesiology course at the time and then since then I've done all the Reiki courses and I teach Reiki and I've done the Akashic Record course and crystals and all these sorts of things so it kind of really helped me dive like headfirst into the energy intuitive um, sort of spiritual world which is what I was always curious about from a little kid but just too fearful to take my curiosities any further than just a question so yeah that's kind of my story in a nutshell. (laughs) That's amazing amazing I remember when I fell pregnant with my eldest and I was at a Bikram yoga class. I didn't quite have the same experience as you, but I was obsessed with Bikram yoga. I was going like four times a week. I just couldn't get enough of it. I constantly felt this huge surge of adrenaline and I went to my class and I walked into the hot room and I laid down and I couldn't move. (laughs) (laughs) I just was like felt so sick from the heat and I, once you're in the Bikram class, you can't leave. And so I had to lie there for, twi- what is it, 90 minutes waiting for the class to finish, just lying there. <laughs> and then the teacher said to me at the end, are you okay? And I, because, you know, I'd been going so often. And I was like, I am not okay. And she, <laughs> she was like. Going on inside. Yeah. And she said, do you think you could be pregnant? And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yes, I could be pregnant. (laughs) And uh, hello, there is my daughter of 15 years. In all of that wonder and amazement in that knowing, because I have knowings as well, which is why I was so excited about this uh, conversation for today, I didn't hear a voice in my head that was my child that was on its way, but I definitely have the ability to have an understanding of how things are going or know that something might happen. I'm an amazing manifester. I am all about the manifesting. I've got affirmations all over my walls and I'm in that realm as a spiritual being. But society puts so many pressures on us and expectations on us 
And there's like this whole whether you're whether you're intuitive or you have a faith or whatever your situation is about your beliefs, society puts these expectations on us of what they think we should be or who we should be. And that I think goes for women and for men. I don't think that it's um, gender specific and I don't think it's age specific either. How did you find the courage to let go of those expectations? and become your authentic self, following your dreams of something you were always curious about as a little girl and now here you are, a woman, married, three children and living this life where you are continuing on that journey of curiosity Mm. and fulfilling your path and your destiny. I'm writing my book at the moment so it's taking me back into all of the experiences from when I was a little kid to being curious and my awakening and everything that's happened in between and before and yeah looking back I I mean I feel like like you said the word journey I feel like it's always a journey like I feel like there are still times now when I'm trying to unravel from you know those expectations from myself from society from you know perceived expectations of what I think others want from me and expect from me I think there's always going to be that little voice in our minds that tells us, oh, you shouldn't do that or, you know, this person wants you to do that instead. What will they think of you? I think that's always going to be there. It's just figuring out tools to kind of go, all right, I acknowledge you, but I'm not going to listen to you today. I'm going to sink in. I'm going to get into my soul space and I'm going to try and listen to that instead and kind of differentiating and discerning between the two. But, yeah, I really feel like for me I had a couple of experiences prior to my intuitive awakening that – were really physical experiences and I think for someone who like a lot of people I was I spent a lot of time in my head like worrying anxious overthinking things questioning my intuition constantly which I still do now but I have tools when I can see that happening I know what to do to get out of that space and get the hell out of there and get into my soul (laughs) as quick as I possibly can um but yeah I think it's just been um a series of events that have happened over time and then like you know, you're saying like you're in that manifesting world space at the moment and you're just bringing things in and you're in that flow. And I think it's um, recognising what that feels like and recognising that we're not in that space when we are putting expectations on ourselves, whether they're our own expectations or the world or societies or other people's expectations. That just takes us out of flow because we get into this this headspace of trying to think our way out of problems or trying to think our way through, you know, situations when the solutions are inside and we actually need to, like, take our hands off the wheel and go, all right, I'm going to surrender, I'm going to let go. It's, that's so much easier said than done, by the way. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I still have times where I'm like, oh, my God, I'm gripping on for dear life because I want something to go a certain way. Then I'm like, hang on, like, I'm white-knuckling this, like, just – Take a breath, let go, trust the universe. The universe has got you. You've trusted it so many times before. And I think that kind of actually brings me to one of my tools is it's actually writing down a list of all the times I've trusted my intuition and it's unfolded the way I thought it would, the way my intuition has told me that it would. Because I think sometimes with intuition – I think, uh, and I definitely had this this view that, oh, it's always going to lead me, it's always going to lead me down the right path, not necessarily always the one that we want. So I've had experiences where I, I look back and I go, wow, my intuition was leading me there, but it was actually teaching me a lesson and it was really uncomfortable, but I needed to learn that lesson. It's not necessarily um, an experience that I would have maybe chosen to manifest. It was just my soul was like, you need to learn this. So we're going to send you on this intuitive journey. You're going to trust the nudges, but it's going to take you into this like shit storm, but you, you're going <laughs> to learn what you need to learn from it. 
So I don't, I kind of think this can be this expectation, even as like a healer or an energy worker, that once you're in that space, life is crazy, it's easy, you don't have to deal with any shit in life. Um, when I think that it just allows us to be conscious of that happening and to be able to go, okay, this is what's happening. I'm going to just, you know, pull out all my tools, all the things I know that help me through that space and, yeah, help me weather that storm and get through it and hopefully with less destruction and, you know, just learn the lessons on the way quicker, you know, rather than taking longer. I have a uh, one of my affirmations that is on my wall as I'm sitting here talking to you says, as I let go of the need to arrange my life, the universe brings abundant good to me. And that is it. That is the trust. It's hard to do. And yeah. when I'm feeling out of flow, flow has to be one of my favourite words. I love mm. being in flow because life is joyous and filled with gratitude and abundant in every way. Uh, it's hard when you're out of your flow to get back in and that's one of the quotes that I always remember so that I trust again because it's it's really hard to stay in your power and as your authentic self and following your dreams takes enormous courage how did you find the space and the time when you're a busy mum or a pregnant lady as the case may have been <laughs> when it started and how did you find that time to listen to your intuition and how do you set boundaries to be respectful of your own self but also of others? And that's part of that expectation too, I think, that other people often don't quite understand or they they have this connotation that it's woohoo and it's not real. And But intuition can even be, it can be anything. It can be your own voice to yourself. It can be that knowing within yourself. It can be... Um, some people call it God or source energy or your higher self. It can be interpreted in a lot of different ways, but I think the core essence of that is trusting what you know is right and what feels good to you. That's a really good indicator. So how do you manage those boundaries and that respect for others and for yourself to do what you've been called to do and that is to be a beautiful energy healer help people understand their tuition so i think for me it's having an amazing support system around me like it's having a husband who understands the work that i do because he sees me come home from workshops and he sees me like so lit up and just like vibing he's like you just he's just like you can't not do this work like this is you so having a husband that understands and I think that makes a massive difference too and having those conversations with him and just letting him know where I'm at and, you know, what I'm wanting to do and what I'm wanting to, what my soul is calling me to do in the world. And I'm just going to say a side note for that, that's not how it started. Like I think I was so doubtful of myself at the start when I first really jumped out of the spiritual closet, um, I was very much still judging myself and, and doubting myself and so I projected all of that onto my husband and I was like, he's going to think I'm crazy, he's going to mm. not understand this because that's what I was feeling about myself and I can remember having this healing once where I was talking to the healer and saying, I feel like my husband is going to really think that I'm crazy, you know, when I tell him that I know all these things and that I sense these things and that I feel everyone's stuff and blah, blah, blah. And she was just like, like she didn't deprive me of the lesson. She didn't tell me what I needed to learn. She was just like, just you need to trust that you're with him for a reason and you need to like, you need to talk to him about this. So then I did and he was like, yeah, like at the start he was like, I don't really get it, but I can see how much it lights you up so you need to do it. And then we've kind of both, he's kind of got on his own spiritual journey as well because I surrendered to him needing to be where I was at with it. 
but I still had that support from him. And I've just got such amazing family and friends around me that I can call on. You know, I did a retreat a few years ago and it took all of me, like my my daughter, I had two kids at that time. My daughter was like 14 months old when the retreat ran. And I kind of look back now and I go, oh, my God, I've got a 21-month-old. I don't know how I did it even earlier than this. But my soul was like it would not let up. It was like you need to do this retreat. And then it just it fell into place, even though it was a lot of hard work. I had like I had family who would do school pickups for me or kinder pickups and they would, you know, help with, you know, cleaning around the house and my husband would pick up where the things that I had to drop to get this retreat done. So it really it really does take a village. I think like you're talking about raising a child, it takes a village to kind of let that soul path come up, depending on what it is. Like mine is one that, you know, calls me to go out and support others and to create things and I need time to do that. And there are definitely times when I hear a calling and I'm like, oh, like, how am I going to fit that in? Where am I going to create space for that? And it it is creating space. It's not just like letting it happen. It is like, okay, I'm being called at the moment to create, say, my podcast. I was like, okay, I need to make time to record it. Like, I need to come out to my studio. I need to have some time to record. I need to edit it. I need to do all the other stuff that goes along with that. So I would just set that in my diary. That would be that would be it. So for me, I'm very, very routine and ritual and scheduled. Um, even in this time of, you know, we're in the middle of COVID lockdown stage four at the moment and with three kids at home and my husband, all five of us are in the house. And it is all about routine. Like I am someone who loves my own space. So I am up, like I'm up at six o'clock every morning. I have an hour and a quarter-ish to myself to do my exercise, to meditate, to journal, whatever. You know, I have some time in the middle of the day when my youngest is napping and my older two go and have some chilled out times, either play board games or read together, and that's when I come out here and do my thing. So it's very much around really trusting and honouring that call and then creating the space. And creating space for me, that's one of the things that I teach in my Ignite Your Intuition four-step process is creating space because, like, if your mind is constantly thinking there is no space for your intuition to drop in or if you're not moving your body and you've got so much stagnant energy in your body there's no space for inspiration to drop in because we feel intuition we sense it in so many different ways so we need to kind of create space in like the four arenas of the mental emotional physical and energetic i feel anyway to really allow ourselves to embody what our soul is calling us to do and to really 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 feel our intuition and turn that volume right up Yeah, so for me, it is all about rituals and routines and schedules and diaries and ticking off and writing it down. Like I have journals where I just, I just, when intuitive, you know, hits come in or intuitive downloads come in or my soul's talking to me, I just write it down. And I have so many of these journals, 95% of the stuff in them probably won't happen. But I find that when I write those things down, the gold comes out afterwards. It's like I need to get out the first little bit and the more I write, then it's like, all right, she's listening, we'll give her more now. And then it just and then it just flows and comes out and then I know what I need to do next. So that's another one for me is it's constantly writing or it's constantly acknowledging my intuition in an, in an active way, taking action on it, whether I'm talking about it or writing or whatever, just getting it out of my, my energy to somewhere in the physical realm. So that I kind of see it as the universe looks at me and goes, all right, okay, she's written that down, she got that, we'll give her something else. So it just kind of opens that floodgate, so to speak, to really get clear on what it is I need to do. Yeah, that's a really great tip. And I think that goes with everything in life and that we need to be disciplined in all areas, different areas. Mm. Yes, don't get distracted by the shiny things or the Facebook feed, as I often say. (laughs) 
Yes. <laughs> it's so <laughs> many, so <laughs> many distractions in life. So many. Yeah. I think that's that's one thing too. It is like when you make that time, do not let anything else get in that way. Like I have, I'm writing my book at the moment and I'm, I'm just retyping up my last draft because I like to print out a draft and then handwrite scribble notes all over it and I'm just rewriting the whole thing. And for me, I set an alarm for 45 minutes. I do not get up from my, my desk. I sit, I do it. I don't look at anything else. No one's allowed to interrupt me. I just sit there and I get it done and I create like a little ritual of it too. Like I have oils and I have like, you know, I might have like a little statue and some crystals and things nearby and I say a little prayer at the start. I set the space for me. I kind of create a container for any inspiration to come in. I get to it, you know, turn the phones off or, you know, just really, really lock into that space and do not let there be any distractions because, yeah, I've done that way too often and it just, you just don't get anything done when you, yeah. when you yeah. don't stick to those boundaries. No, definitely, and that's being respectful of yourself and of others too. I think that's so super important. So when you've been faced with different unknowns and there's a lot of unknowns when you have callings and you don't know what that means or how do I deal with that, what is that? What what am I supposed to do with that? It can be really scary and fearful and it takes incredible courage to follow on that path. What do you think are some tools that you've used to overcome that fear and to live a brave life where you are your true self? As being your authentic self is such an incredible gift, but it takes so much courage to do that. So when my first um, son, he was six months old, I just had this urge to start writing and I was like, oh, I've never really been a writer, but I'm just going to, you know, satisfy that urge and start writing. And so I just started writing and I got more and more curious about intuition after I had my intuitive awakening when I was pregnant with him and all these things just started to happen and open up and unfold during his pregnancy and during my birth with him and since then. And I was like, all right, I need to understand this more. So I started to just ask, how does this work? Like just in my head to the universe, I was like, how does this work? I need to understand more. And every time I would write, I would write some stuff and then this four-step process would come up and I would see an image of it. I would split the page into four, write the four steps. And every time I sat down to journal, I'd journal some stuff and then again it would come up. So I'd draw it again, write it, and it just kept coming up. And it's just evolved and evolved over the last like seven and a half years. But it's something that I still live by to this day because it gives you a really beautiful, simple framework if you're wanting to tune into your intuition more and if you're wanting to know what's intuition and what's ego or what's mind. You know, having some sort of simple practice in, you know, in your life can really help you through those fearful times. Like I still have times now, like I was saying earlier, you know, we are, we're always going to have that ego, that fear is always going to come up. So it's knowing what tools work for you. And I even feel like over time the tools that I've used have evolved. Like some tools that might have worked for me, you know, three years ago don't work for me now, so I have different ones that I use. So it's really listening to, okay, what what does my soul need for me to turn down the volume of my ego and, and turn up the volume of my soul. Oh, there's some, I really like to bring intuition into the practical, palpable world because I feel like it can be very like esoteric, very, you know, woo-woo, up in the ethers, like, how, but how do I know? Like, am I just making these things up, which is what I always thought? So I really like to bring it into the physical world and I like to either feel my intuition by doing muscle testing and I've got a couple of videos on how to actually do that. So you can feel, your, you can ask questions or, um, you know, of anything that you want to know and then you can feel your body either moving forwards or backwards giving you answers. So there's a few videos on my website 
Um, so you can learn how to do that. It's also in a couple of my podcast episodes. Number one, I'll generally move because for me, as soon as I move, I'm back in my body. I don't think about, you know, the thoughts. I'm either doing yoga or weights or running or riding or whatever, just actually, you know, shifting the stagnant energy. And generally when I shift that stagnant energy, it shifts it from my head as well. So for me, movement's a big thing. And I feel like for a lot of intuitive people, movement is because we often – we often play off between our ego and our intuition in our mind kind of thing. It's one or the other. Whereas when we move our bodies, it, it brings our energy down into our body and we can feel it and we can be more present and it just shifts anything that's blocking us from really sensing that intuition and getting it. I keep a list, like I think I started to mention earlier when we were talking about this, um, having a list of all the times I've trusted you know, the universe or I've trusted my soul and it's unfolded how I thought it would. Like having that list to me is amazing. I, I sometimes go back and flick through if I'm really stuck in doubt and go look at the times that I trusted and look at how it unfolded and look what happened when you let go and you surrendered. Like just, you know, I feel like when we get into fear, we're trying to control something. We don't want it to go a certain way or we don't want something to happen a certain way. So it takes something and, and generally it's it's kind of getting to a state of how uncomfortable are you willing to get before you're ready to let go and that's where the bravery comes in and they are great tools I love that idea of the list I love a list Mm. there's a song by one of my favorite bands called Phoenix they're from France and there's a song called Listomania (laughs) I know that song (laughs) (laughs) and my husband always says that's me because I've got a thousand lists running all at once there's grocery list there's what I need to do list there's (laughs) a list of everything possible so I'm going to add that to my list. I'm going to have a list awesome. of, of successful intuitive experiences. So, Steph, tell us a bit about how we can connect with you and how people can, you talked about your website before, how can people uh, go to those videos and learn how to do some of the muscle testing and other tips and tools that you've got on your, online on your website? Yeah, sure. So, my website is stephdemetrius.com. So, it's S T E P H D E M E T R I O U S. I only spell that because my maiden name used to be Thomas and I never had to spell it. <laughs> no one gets it. <laughs> um, so, on there, I've got heaps of resources. I've got a free resources section. You just pop your email address and you'll be sent a password. And there's heaps of videos, there's heaps of tools and tips and and worksheets and guides and things on there. Um, And I also have a podcast as well that takes you through my intuitive journey. And in each of the podcast episodes, I share a tool to help you reconnect and go a bit deeper with your intuition. Um, Yeah, and everything's on there. All the, when you know when I'm doing sessions, all that kind of thing. I do one-on-one sessions worldwide via via Zoom or Skype. Um, Generally, when we're not in COVID lockdown, I do women's circles and in-person sessions and teach Reiki and all those sorts of things. But, yeah, all the updated information is on the website. So you can have a flick through there and come and have a play. And I'm also on Instagram too. My handle's at Steph Demetrius. And what's the podcast name? The podcast name is Ignite Your Intuition. Fabulous. And available wherever you listen to podcasts? Yeah, pretty much all the major all the major podcast places. Excellent. Great. So we've got lots of listeners here who I am sure will want to go and check out your podcast. Steph, it's been an absolute pleasure talking about your journey and your intuition and so many amazing tips on how we can all live bravely by listening to our inner guidance. It's so important. So thank you so much for being here today. 
Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. I've loved our chat. There were so many great tools in today's episode. How we can all listen to our intuition. You know, I talk a lot about my intuition in my book, Brave Enough Now. There are a couple of moments in particular which I talk about. One of them is when I got on the plane in Sydney, I had the most overwhelming feeling that something bad was happening. I thought if I ate a packet of Tim Tams, the feeling would go away. My friends, it did not go away. That feeling continued. It got stronger. It got bigger. It's kind of like a feeling in my tummy of butterflies, but not good butterflies, as in nervous butterflies, as in like something bad, a foreboding feeling. And the day of the Swiss canyoning disaster, my intuition was going into overdrive. I physically felt so unwell when we were on that minibus and I thought I was just getting car sick, but I wasn't car sick. It was my intuition. I just didn't know it. So now I listen to my intuition every day, every moment. Well, mostly. Sometimes I fall off the wagon a bit. We all do. I'm only human after all, but I do try as best I can to tune in to what I'm feeling. And if there is a sense of I need to turn left when I thought that I should turn right, I turn left. And like Steph, I have continued on on my journey in the world of intuition. I'm a Reiki healer, as some of you will know, and I also do a whole lot of different energy work and healing. So if you were interested in working one-on-one with me, I have opened up my doors. I'm doing online sessions. So if that is something that tickles your fancy, you feel like you need a soul alignment, then either contact Steph or contact me. I'd love to work with you and help you in that area. Now, don't forget that you can contact me anywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Send me an email, info at tiffanyjohnson.com.au. I would love to hear from you. And as I mentioned earlier, don't forget to leave a review. I loved getting those reviews this week. It was so exciting. So thank you so, so much. And so my friends, be brave and live your best and bravest life. Oh,